What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Clickbait. We have Deandra back this week. She did such a great job last week, didn't she? Um, we do yeah, have, she did. Yes, yes. Uh, we do have some unfortunate news. Tia's father did pass away. Um, we're sending Tia all our love um, and our condolences. You know, we wish her and her family um, nothing but the best. Okay. Um, like always, Bachelor Nation Breakdown, Clickbait of the Week, and then we have... The one and only, the bachelor himself, Clayton, on the podcast. I'm sure you guys want to hear him talk because we have a lot of questions for him. Uh, he's probably been one of the most controversial bachelors ever. I mean, the guy, people attack the guy all over social media. So we're gonna um, we're gonna get into that. But how are you guys doing today? Good. Doing great. Uh, last yeah. night, wow. Uh, Hometowns is officially my favorite episode of the bachelor the bachelorette it is is my favorite and i was very happy to <laughs> watch these hometowns so i'm excited that clayton's here finally really i i loved um i loved gabby's grandfather uh, but i would have to disagree with you i think the best episode is the first episode of the season that's my favorite mm, no no i don't know i don't know nothing i don't know what people are trying to do it's the gimmicks it's this is that i'm good but you know we're different people that's fine joe <laughs> what about you d i think it's night one because i like to see yeah. all the personalities how people show up on night one because i know when we were on the show i was so nervous night one it was nice to watch it back so i think night one's always going to be my favorite to see how people act Mm. Right again. Right again. Thanks, Deandra. Uh, well, I'm just outnumbered. You're not right. I'm outnumbered. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's get into this, shall we? So Bachelor Nation breakdown number one. Matt James polls members of Bachelor Nation on when the best age is to get married. And the answers are all over the place. Um, so <laughs> let's let's just answer this ourselves what do you what do you guys think what do you think the best age to get married is for a man and then for a woman i don't think there's a specific age i feel like it's when you've reached a specific level of maturity like you've outdated everyone and now you're starting to feel like you're in a transition in your life that can happen at 25 26 27 wherever i don't think there's an age but what i did notice is everyone answering the questions were saying an age older than themselves except for victoria fuller i think she said like 27 and she just turned 28 so that was funny because i'm like I that love was that. so funny that's yeah. so hard right yeah i don't think that there's an age either i mean i think people fall in love at any age and they you know decide to get together but i did think that it was funny that and I also think depending on your relationship, like if you were just in a relationship where clearly you thought you were ready to get married and then it didn't work out. And now like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm not ready for marriage because clearly this relationship didn't work out and you're working on yourself or whatever. So I think it ebbs and flows. You know, I think at one point in my life I was like, ugh, marriage, what? Then there was another point where I was like, ugh, I didn't even get married. So it kind of goes back and forth, you know? What about you, Joe? I yeah I mean I think it's ridiculous to think that there's like a set age where you're ready to get married. We're all different. Everybody works differently. So um, totally. yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I personally don't think you're ready at 16, 17 years old. Um, mm. But then again, tell that I to mean, our great, 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 great <laughs> grandparents. <laughs> yeah, but, but but then again, there, there's it was a different um, time. Yeah, and and but there's also. Uh, you know, everyone's everyone's different. So, you know, yeah. you get like you hear those stories of like 16 year old kids that like could go graduate college. That's how intelligent they are. So, you, you know, 
I, don't I know. think it's really just like the sweet spot of finding two people who are ready at the same time. Because one person can be ready, but the other person's not. And that's usually why people don't get married or have relationships. It's because you're ready when someone else isn't and it doesn't work. So it's really yes. about the sweet dance. That yeah, find. that's interesting that you say that. And that definitely hits on our clickbait uh, mm-hmm. talking and if I'm ready for a relationship and you just want to <laughs> talk and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay. interesting. Um, do you think this was Matt slowly setting up that he's going to pop the question to Rachel anytime soon? Mm. Or was just, or is this just fun and games, which that's what I think. But I think it was coincidental, but I do like that Rachel's answer was like, whenever you're ready, basically, essentially, like there's no age. And I like that answer because I feel like if you love someone enough, Matt's obviously older than her. You know, if you're in the same place at the same time, despite age, you can make it work, make it happen. Yeah, I know Rachel was probably like, is this a trick question? Right now? <laughs> are you proposing to me? Wait, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> if it were me, I would have started crying like, wait, are you proposing? <laughs> Hold on, he's no. not. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think that it's just, you know, anytime you get a bunch of bachelor people together, relationships is bound to come up in some sort of way. And he kind of just made a, was it a TikTok or it was a TikTok, right? I think it was a real. Or maybe oh, it was okay. mm-hmm. same shit. Well, he, right. you know, he did that, and yeah, we, we, I think it was all fun. But I mean, him and Rachel seem like they're going strong, honey. Right. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see if um, they get There's married anytime soon. Um, I think they, I think they moved in together. I think they moved in together. I think they've been living together, but I think yeah, they just I got a place in living. Miami, right? Mm. Something like that. Well, um, yeah. We'll I didn't s- know that. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you know if we find out they're engaged before you guys do. We'll, we'll tell you on this podcast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next, cl- uh, next bachelor nation breakdown of the week. Um, so you have the girls from this season. Um, obviously everybody, if you are watching the season, there's been like a group of women, pretty much everyone against Shanae. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess there, um, it seemed like the girls that kind of led that pack, um, Genevieve, Mar- Mira, Elizabeth, they were all at a club, I think in San Diego probably, because that's where all the Bachelor people get together. Um, they were at a club, and um, they partied to a sign that said Function A. I don't know who brought it out, the club owner or somebody. They had posted it on social media, um, and now Genevieve came out with an apology, basically said it wasn't our idea, it was the club. But it was insensitive. Um, so yeah, how uh, how do we feel about that? I feel like, in my opinion, as being if like if I was in Genevieve's spot, I would feel very awkward because it's like the club's trying to do something nice and funny for you, and I feel like she probably felt like entitled to like post it on social media and like laugh about it and joke about it because it's like there. I don't know if they brought out a bottle with it. Maybe I don't know. But I feel like it probably put her in a weird situation because regardless whether she likes Shanae or not, she, you know, the club's doing something that's supposed to be funny and lighthearted and she was like not thinking about it. So it kind of sucks. But okay, I'm going to stop you right here. Okay. So when this, so they're out, they're at a club, they're popping bottles, whatever. A sign gets brought out. I'm, I'm sure it's with um, whatever fire sticks or however they light up the bottles, firecrackers, yada, yada, yada. Sparklers comes is out. what they call it, honey. Sparklers. sparklers. <laughs> there you go. Sparklers. So they come sparkler out hugs. with sparklers, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, you know, a bottle of uh, Grey Goose or whatever they're drinking and a sign that says Functionate. Now, there is no way 
not every single one of those girls were like loving that moment. There's no way. They were going wild for sure. For what sure. would you do in the position, Joe? Would you be like, take the sign away? This is inappropriate. Take the sign away. Or like, what would what would your reaction be if you were in the club? Um, well, I would I would meet at least I think <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, it depends how drunk I was, but I would probably be like, why are we sh- showing this person any more attention like this? In my opinion, I would feel like this would make me look kind of pathetic. Right. right? Like but we're, would you or wouldn't you want those bottles though? <laughs> let's just let's just be real. I would I would say no. I would say <gasps> no. I, I would. You would say I don't want the bottles. I don't want this get away from me. I was out. We were out at a club once in New York. There was a bunch of us, mm-hmm. and the one kid bought a very expensive uh, bottle of champagne. It was like and it came out with sparklers and the whole thing. And I remember saying, like, I don't want any part of this. Like, I'm I'm drinking beer. I want to hang out. I don't I don't like like those big, extravagant club scenes, personally. Okay, well, Joe, um, when you are, um, I'm just tell you, when you are a girl and you go out and you don't have to talk to a guy for. 15 minutes for him to get you a drink not saying that you can't buy your own drink i'm just saying because guys want to buy you drinks all the time when you're at the club uh and someone brings you a bottle it's only polite to take it (laughs) okay so but you so you wouldn't have had an issue with the sign no the sign absolutely but what what i'm saying is is that i think that you know People have their own perceptions of people on this show, right? Regardless of how I feel about someone, about what what I, what, if I'm over something, if I'm not over something, whatever, if you have your own perception about, you don't know how many people come up to me and say all types of things about people that was on Paradise, okay? And I'm just like, girl, I'm not thinking about that. I don't care. But like, what am I supposed to say? Like, no, don't say that. Get away from me. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... I just kind of feel like, yes, the mature thing would have been to say, send it back. I don't want anything to do with that. Shanae's fine, whatever. Right. But at the same time, if you're already having a night with your girls and someone's sending you bottles and like these girls are just coming off the show, you know how, well, when you first come off the show and you're spending time with your friends, like I know that like Deandra for us too, it's like, you're excited to just have that moment. Right. right. So you know, I, I I do think that the apology was warranted. Maybe they shouldn't have posted it. Maybe they could have mm-hmm. been a little more low-key about it. Like, thanks for these bottles. Let somebody else post about it. And maybe it gets picked up and maybe something else happens. And maybe they shouldn't have been the one to post about it. But I think free bottles are free bottles. That's my take on it. <laughs> sure. Listen, I, I don't, you know, you're in the moment. You want to do it. Go for it. I yeah. just personally think that they were into it that's all i'm saying yeah i, I don't think it, it was like about it they were into it totally yeah yeah but it also makes me feel better knowing that they didn't request the sign so i'm like okay like at least you weren't sitting there requesting that you bring out the sign that says f you someone because that's do we really know that? do we know that's that? what she said yeah, that's what oh. she said oh yeah um, okay well, she sure. said the, the club did it well that happens i mean i've been i've been to um i've been to clubs and i've seen you know certain people there and 
just because they're there, they'll, you know, the club owner will bring a sign over, you know, I'm sure if little John's in a club, people bring over signs to say, okay, all the time for him. And he's like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think, um, wherever they were partying, they probably thought it was funny. And, you know, a lot of people, Shanae hit points and, and poked a lot of people this season. And I think that, you know, better sooner than later. These girls are just now coming off the show. When you, when you're a woman, and you're coming off the show. You have a microscope on you, so they just got to be careful about what they're doing and what they're putting out. And better now than later, right? Just yeah. learning from it, moving forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, um. So yeah, I guess that's that's uh, that's how we feel about it. Okay. <laughs> Number three, Colton Underwood got engaged to his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how we feel about that, Colton? Tying the knot, or almost tying the knot. Yeah, very happy for him, um, Colton. Um, he was the Bachelor. If you're unaware, um, he came out this past year is gay, and he's been. I believe he's been with um, Jordan. His name is Jordan Brown. Um, I think he's been with him for over eight months. I don't know the exact timeline, um, but they seem very happy. And he just announced on Instagram that they are engaged. So, I mean, I think it's good that he's living his true self. If this is who he is, like, it's so nice to see someone living in their true self and not feeling like they have to hide anymore. Yeah. Um, so that's always positive. Yeah, and he seems a lot. Uh, he seems a lot happier, and, and you know, just just on like social media, you know, and you could take it or leave it what you see on social media. But he seems to be. Mm-hmm. Um, at least comes across happier. So right. everybody loves love in the back of the world. That's why we go on the show to find love. Well, most yeah. of us. Um, so I'm happy for him if he's happy. Uh, it. Do you guys think that it? I mean, <laughs> I know this might sound a little uh, uh, hypocritical, Joe, but like, do you think it's fast? <laughs> Yeah, like if I, if I said yes, then it's, yeah, it's definitely hypocritical. So <laughs> it's something I've learned um, in, I think it was just, it's been um, through going on this show is that like you can't, you know, you can't really put a timeline on anything. If it happens, it happens. If it feels right and you're into it, go for it. Um, yeah. That's kind of, you know, but me five years ago, I would say, yeah, that's insane to get engaged to somebody knowing them <laughs> for only six months. That's how I used to think. Right. Um, so and my so life experience is, yeah, yeah. My mm-hmm. experience has definitely changed the way I thought. Um, so, yes. yeah, no, I don't think it's too soon. Good for mm-hmm. him. I, I'm happy for Colton. And I, and I like Colton. Um, I was on, we were on the same season together and on Paradise together too. So, um, nice. yeah, wish him nothing him. but the best. Yeah. All right. Should mm-hmm. we, uh, should we do clickbait of the week? Should we? Should we get yes. into it? Yes, I go. think so. Yeah, All I right. think so. Oh, y'all. Some of these articles I told you, they give me a little anxiety. And this one did. Um, this article is talking about the talking phase. And I found it interesting that the Gen Z's, they're saying the Gen Z's coined this phase, but coined this phrase. But I feel like back in the day, we were like, oh, yeah, we talking. Like millennials used to say that, right? Too. Talking was how I was how I explained the relationship I was in in at a very young age. Yeah, like I'll be somebody talking. I'm talking to. Yeah, he cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. right? Exactly. Um, so for this this article with glamour, um, just to spell it out, 
This is the period of developing the feelings between, or I'm sorry, this is a, this is the period, this is the period of developing feelings before you're actually dating. This isn't dating. It's just the talking stage is what the article says. And that's when I got confused because if it's not dating and it's just talking and another thing that, um, I'm going to pull up one more fact they said, uh, there was another thing that they said is Gen Zers take texting or a FaceTime call as a real date. Like they would count that as a real date. So if I'm like, oh, I'm a, you got two hours to text later. Let's let's text. That's a real text. date. <laughs> or, I I don't I don't see any world where texting's a date. Texting or or a FaceTime call. So my question is FaceTime, FaceTime call. I I get that. So you would say a FaceTime, you could, you would do a FaceTime date and that's a real date if you've never met them before. Um, yeah, maybe. And, and, and I would say that happened a lot during, um, the coronavirus and especially during lockdowns, people were dating like via FaceTime, which I, I, I would consider that a date. I mean, okay. we podcast on a, on a FaceTime. D. Yeah. It's weird because I was actually talking to someone today about this, like what's talking, what's dating you know, then what's relationship. And we basically summed it up to talking is getting to know someone without direct intention, without pressure being applied. And then dating is when you go from like to meeting in person, taking on dates, applying pressure and having some kind of intention with them. That's what we got from it. Cause you can text back and forth with someone FaceTime call, but like they can be in your city and you still make no plans to hang out with them. It's almost like entertainment or like testing the waters. And then mm-hmm. dating is like making a decision. Like I want to get to know you on a deeper level. I want to court you as a man to a woman face to face. I'm like trying to see what your schedule is looking like. I'm applying pressure. That's in my opinion, like the difference between talking, texting, and then dating. And then obviously a relationship is separate from dating in my eyes. That's like when you actually are like, will you be my girlfriend and boyfriend? It's a very clear distinction from just taking them on dates, going to movies, things like that. That's my opinion. Okay. I love that. And I would agree with that. Um, And that's why I was so astonished because it says, I pulled it up, the statistic, 20% of 300 people that were polled said that a texting conversation can count as a date. No way. I just don't agree with that. Between 18 and 24-year-olds. We've gotten so late range. Wrong. If that's the case. Don't, totally disagree with that. Um, and I do have to say this. Talking, mm-hmm. this is what I think. If I'm, I'm going to read through the article. Talking means I'm also hooking up with other people or I am or I still want my, my weekend to go out and potentially meet somebody else and talk to other people. That's what talking. And uh, potentially I, hooking up with you. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. You, you, right. you want to you, you be open. Dating, when you start dating somebody, I think that's when um, it becomes more exclusive. But you can date multiple people at the same time. So is it like... Well, I consider that talking. So you would say if you took two girls to dinner in the same week, you're talking to both of them, you're not dating either of them. Correct. But you're picking them both up, you're taking them to dinner... Oh, you dog, Joe. I'm taking them on. I, I, not I would no say more, I, though. no, no, oh, not Joe. anymore. <laughs> but dog. I would say, oh, I would Joe. say, we, we, I am taking them on dates, but we're just talking. We're not okay. like when I when when I'm dating somebody, I'm only dating one person. At least that's then you're in a relationship now, or no? Is that is dating separate from a relationship? Then in that case, if you're only yes, talking so about one person, are you in a relationship? Oh, okay, so I guess I guess in my there's three stages in my world, there's only two. Dating okay. is a relationship. 
talking is not. Okay. And according to this article, there are, uh, all of it is different. There is, um, there is dating, there's the relationship or there's dating, there's talking and there's the relationship. And basically what it, what summed up is if you want a relationship, then that means being exclusive. So if you're dating, like Deandra said, you can date multiple people, but if you want to be exclusive with this person in the moment, you want to become exclusive with them. That's when you need to start asking these questions. And one thing that I've found that was really good in the article was, um, some people get stuck in the talking phase Deandra, I feel like that sometimes. Do you feel like that sometimes? Like where you oh, just are like, I'm talking to all these people, but nothing's kind of going. And that's the difference. I feel like is you can talk to people to fill up your time. Sometimes it's just like a comfort thing. Sometimes it's someone who doesn't live in the same space as you, but like the moment they decide or you decide you want to apply pressure, make time to see them, take them on dates, do grand gestures, buy them flowers that's considered dating because you have intention. But like talking is like, sometimes you just get stuck in this place where it's like, what are we doing? There's no intention Mm. behind it. Not from both ends. It has to be from both ends. It can't just be from one side. I wonder what our, what our listeners will say about this. Um, and, And because the thing that gets me the most is that you have expressed interest. Okay. So you meet someone, I don't know you, you don't know me. And then you meet and you actually feel energy between each other. Right. Mm hmm. Do you as the woman wait for the guy or vice versa? I'll always wait for the guy. You're going to wait for the guy. Okay. Jill, what do you think about that? I know like give us your guru. If you were giving dating advice, if you see a girl and a guy, the girl is like, I really like him. And the guy's like, nah, he's hasn't, he's still in the talking phase. Let's say, cause maybe he's talking to multiple people. Do you think the girl should be like, listen, cause this article says very plainly that you need to say how you feel what you're looking for and be very clear on that to the person. I misunderstood if, that if, question. If I'm, <laughs> if, if I'm really into, if I'm really into this girl that I'm talking to, I'm going to make the first move. That's me. Okay. As far okay. as I will t- make the first move to go to the next level. Yeah. Right. But what if she makes the first move? Like you might not be there yet. Well, then I would just be honest, but I think if, if she's ready then make the first move. You have to you have um, to have the hard conversation. You have to have that conversation because usually you're not having it because you're scared of rejection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I agree with that because it's like you need to going into a talking situation, you need to set your expectations from the beginning. Like, hey, I'm looking to get to know people to eventually date or no, I'm just like in a place in my life where I'm just not looking for anything. Setting mm-hmm. expectations from the beginning is like how you save yourself in the end. And a lot of people don't do that these days because they're scared of rejection. They're scared of scaring people away, but don't be scared of scaring people away. There's no such thing. If they're scared of you, that's not your person. Yes. And the this article had gems in it. But also, so the reason why I asked that, because we about to have the bachelor himself. Who's been talking to about 30 people, 30 girls. And he has not told anyone that he loves them. And I I feel you that like I, I personally I'm a little old fashioned, I guess. And I feel like the guy should express how he really feels before I do. I'll like kind of hold on to my card and kind of wait a little bit. But multiple women have told this man that they are falling in love with him. And he's just like, and then multiple family members was like, so you love her or what? And he was like, Uh, you know what? I, I, so in the bachelor world, is it the, I don't disagree with that though, because I think he wants to wait and say it to one woman. I respect that. Oh, that's what you think? 
that's what we might as well ask him. Oh, so I can't wait. He, he's coming on right now. So yes. everyone, um, this guy doesn't really need much of an introduction because you're watching him on TV as we <laughs> speak. Everyone, please welcome Clayton to the podcast. Clayton, yes, welcome sir. to Clickbait. Clayton. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, y'all, y'all, are, y'all are grinning ear to ear. I'm concerned that you're about to uh, <laughs> let me have, have it. to see you. Yeah, let me have it a little bit. I don't know. I'm doing, I'm doing great for now. No, yes. no we're right, so well, happy. We were here. actually, we were, we, and we're torn on this. But if you want us to ask you right now, we kind of have a hard question for you, um, or we can wait and ease into it. Let's just let's just throw me right into the fire. Let's go. For All it. right, I'm right in. Okay. Um, <laughs> Set it up, so, Joe. So. Now we have multiple women who have said, I'm falling in love with you or I loved you, and you have yet to say it back. Can you give us your reason for that? Yeah. Uh, you know, my th- thought was, you know, it was really scary for me to have to accept that I was falling for multiple women. And I kept fighting it uh, really from the beginning. I remember talking uh, to some um to Jesse at the beginning of the show. And I told him, listen, I, I do not want to fall in love with multiple women. I just, that sounds like a mess. I don't think it's even possible. And so that was my mindset. And then as I got farther and farther in, I realized that I started to have these feelings and I was just trying to fight it and not really acknowledge it because I knew the second I acknowledged it, I was going to start having trouble with understanding how that I, I could be in love with multiple women. And that was my fear. And I got there and of course, that's something that I've never navigated before and will never navigate it again. So I just knew the second that that happened, I was going to be in over my head. Okay. So that's why, that's why I held back. But then I, so- I after, I should say after Serene mm-hmm. uh, and, and the question that she asked, that really stuck with me when she said, is it because of what I said? And that really bothered me. I'm glad she said it because what it did is open my eyes to realize that if I don't show these women where I stand, if I don't tell them my emotions, then they're going to start uh, questioning everything about their uh, connection and they may start putting up walls. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So you do think that it's possible to fall in love with multiple people? Oh, it is. Yeah, I did it. So uh, <laughs> I, I it, and here's the thing. I almost wonder if I should even waste my breath trying to explain it to people, because unless you go through it, you right. won't believe it. I didn't believe it from the outside pers- outsider's perspective. I said, there's no way you can fall in love with multiple people. It's just not possible. You can be infatuated with some, but you're only going to have one true connection. And uh, that's just not the case. And if you haven't went through it, I don't really know how I can explain it to you. You just have to take my word for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get I understand your mindset, too, because that's how I would have thought going in. Like, I don't want to fall in love with multiple people. I'm going to wait to say I love you to one woman, the woman that I want at the end. That would have that's that would have been my mindset going into it for sure. Um, yeah. All right, let's 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 take it back a little bit. Okay, so we got so Serene goes home. We have your four women left: um, Rachel, Gabby, Susie, and that's it. That is it. Okay, so we have to. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So we go into let's let's bring it back to hometowns before uh, Serene leaves. So we have Serene left as well. Did you think, when did you know these would be your final four? Well, for me, I never wanted to go into a rose ceremony and be deciding that day. So typically I would uh, make my decision or feel really good about the day before um, because that's just how I looked at it is I knew I had these days approaching. And so as long as I could go to bed the night before and feel pretty confident 
uh, then I knew that that was, those are the people that I would end up giving roses to. And it really came down to the night before because, uh, you know, I did have second one-on-ones with some of the women because I was trying to figure out if they were the ones that I was going to take into hometowns. And so I think that's something I saw where people said, oh, he took this person to a second one-on-one. That must mean he really likes them. And really what it was is I was just trying to figure out, okay, yeah, I have a couple of women that I could see potentially being in that fourth position, uh, which I hate saying it like that, but it's just as far as making it to hometowns, but I'm like, I need to make sure that I know how I feel about each of these women. Yeah. Did you Uh, ever go into like a night thinking that, yes, like these are the women that I'm like so sure on. And then one instance changed your mind completely and you had to swap it out for someone who you didn't necessarily think would be moving forward. Do you have any nights like that? Truthfully, no. Uh, I felt pretty good because at this point as well, I've had so many conversations with these women that it's, uh, I, there's not going to, they're not going to say anything really that's going to be earth shattering uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say that, but uh, at least up until this point, I haven't had anything be said to me in that capacity. And so uh, for me, no, I think all of our conversations went as I thought they would. And uh, hometowns was even more challenging because I almost hope that one of the families would just flat out hate me in a weird way so that I can make it easier for my decision to advance forward. But they were all incredible families and it just made it that much tougher where I had to go back to saying, okay, how do I feel about uh, each of these individual women. And it's just hard because you can see they're all different with their personalities. They all bring different things to the table. And that's what I started to like and fall in love with those things individually about each of them. I also was kind of piggybacking off of what Deandra said, had, watching it back, we talked about this on the pod, how we see sometimes the way the women are with you and they're so sweet. And then we'll watch them in their interviews and how things are kind of different. Has anything really surprised you from watching it back that you were like, Oh, I did not know you said that or were like that or, and not just a final four, anyone, not Shanae though. We're not talking about her. We, we already know, <laughs> we know okay. about her. Well, that, that was, that was where I was headed with that one. Uh, yeah. 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 And, and that's, that was a big shock because, but I'll say, if we're not going to speak on that uh, outside of, her you know i there were a few times that i watched the episode where i was kind of shocked at some of the things that i had heard that women were saying that, that that was never brought to my attention uh as far as their feelings towards me uh one of the women so i guess she said she was falling for me and she never brought that to me but again i think that's where you realize in this environment it is kind of scary to be able to come out and say that because you don't know how that other person's feeling. And I think everyone's always afraid of rejection or wondering, okay, especially in my position, he's, he has all these women here. So if I open up, I now show my hand, is he going to be, uh, is he going to reciprocate it well, or is he going to shut down? Yeah. I actually have a quick question. Cause I always think about this, like as a person. So whenever there's drama in the house and one woman like approaches you and is like, Hey, I just need to tell you, I heard so-and-so saying this, whether it's true or not. How do you feel about the woman who comes to you? Like, are you like, I love that you're coming to me? Or do you feel like it's almost like tattletale, messy? Like, how do you feel when women approach you with drama that's happening in the house? Like, how do you view them? Oh, I actually appreciate it a lot. And I welcome it because I asked from day one for there to be a complete transparency. And I 
thought the easiest way to eradicate the drama would be if it was just brought to my attention and not that I would act on it right away, but I just wanted to be aware of it so that I could address it quickly, say, hey, I've heard that this is happening. And then hopefully, you know, the women that were involved could resolve it. And if they couldn't resolve it, then at that point, I would step in when I felt that it was starting to take away from the other connections in the house. Yes. Are you are you having fun with all this? There's been uh, ups and downs, but overall, I would say, yes, I'm at the point now where I am having fun with it because I grew so much and because I've been able yeah, to learn from a lot of my mistakes. I've had people hold me accountable, which I appreciate. Uh, and I've been able to reflect during this time uh, as I really kind of sit back and take it all in. I mean, right now I had to step away from my work uh, because I couldn't fulfill those work obligations. So I've had a lot of time right now to uh, reflect and kind of look at the next steps of my life and, and take on that, but also just, yeah, focus on, okay, here's who you are today and here's who you were back in that experience. Uh, are you thankful for what you went through? And the answer is yes. Okay, good. All right. So hometowns, that's a big, that's a, that's a, a big day. That's something, you know, I would, I would think I would be a nervous wreck for, um, how did you feel going into hometowns? What were you most nervous about? Yeah. You know, I think the biggest thing for me is, uh, I typically don't have issues with meeting parents. In fact, I was expecting it to go fairly well. And yes, I heard uh, that some of the family is going to be tougher than others or certain family members. Uh, but the way I looked at it was, well, if, you know, if, if you as the, the woman, if you like me, then, then hopefully your family will as well. They'll see exactly what you've seen in me. And I think that was the case. Uh, it was, I think the biggest thing again, though, is you have such a limited amount of time to be able to make a good impression on these, on these family members and they come straight out the gate asking the heavy hitting, heavy, heavy hitting questions, which they should. Uh, but there's not a lot of time, I guess, in that short, that short period of time of one night to be able to fully grasp who I am as an individual. And so a lot of the families were asking those tough questions and they're like, and I even had some of them say, Hey, listen, I'm sure you're a great guy. I mean, I don't really know, but truthfully, here's what I want to know today. I want to know where you stand with my daughter, my friend, sister, whatever it might be. Uh, and there wasn't a whole lot of time saying, well, Hey, who are you? Let me get to know who you are. So my biggest thing was, and, and where I was nervous, what I was nervous about was whether or not I was going to be able to get across that I was a good guy and also convince these family members that I was worthy of dating and, and potentially marrying their, their, their daughter or friend or whoever it might be. Yeah. So from watching it back, how do you think you did? With overall or just hometowns? Cause that's, that's well, the answer. No, 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 hometowns, 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 hometowns. Okay. Hometowns. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought I thought pretty well. Felt overall I did fairly well. Uh, now I'm open for constructive criticism if you guys think otherwise. There were a few questions that sure caught me off guard, uh, but I was able to answer them all truthfully. I know every family member wants to know. Well, hey, the big thing is, have you fallen? Are you falling in love with my my daughter, whoever it might be? And at the time, yeah, no, I, I kind of held off because in a way, going into hometowns, I also knew that question was going to be asked. And I knew if that if I had answered it to one of the women, uh, then I was going to end up. Ha I knew I wasn't going to be able to lie about it, and I didn't want to. So I was going to end up having to tell the other the other families. Yeah, no, I've, I'm not falling in love with your daughter, but I'm falling. I have said it to somebody else, and I just knew that was going to be a massive mm. issue. So I think I kind of held off going into hometowns, even though I started to feel those feelings. I just figured, hey, get past hometowns, and then you can open up. Uh, and at that point, I realized that yeah, I had 
fallen for all of them in, in a different capacity. But I was kind of, yeah, I didn't want to walk into hometown saying, oh, well, I'm, I fall in love in one area over here, but not with your daughter, because, you know, that's just going to be a nasty conversation. Ha! Huh. I like so, that, because how do you tell families four times, like, I have intentions to marry your daughter four times? Like, how do you, you can't tell them that yeah, and have them believe it? So. This is why I love uh, getting this insight, because that makes a lot of sense. Because you're like, I don't want to say yes to someone and no to someone else. And so I'm just not going to say anything at all, per se. I get that. I totally get that. Because, yeah, if you were to, to say, like, to Roland, uh, Serene's brother, like, hey, yeah, we're, we're going to do this thing. And then you send her home. It's like you would have felt untruthful is basically what you're saying. Yeah, I just for me, I was afraid to really let out uh, all of the emotions and say, well, here's exactly where I stand. I was a little reserved with family members because, again, they're going to to see me for what I am in that that moment. And then they're going to go want to protect their significant others. So uh, if I were to say, yeah, no, I, I'm falling in love, but not with your daughter, but with somebody else. Uh, that's to me, that's where it's. I knew that that would go back to them. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, that that mother or friend or whatever would tell um, you know, their daughter, whoever it might be. And then also now she's going to start maybe closing those walls up. Well, Hey, if he's not in love with me, he might be in love with somebody else. It's just hard because yes, as the, the lead you fight with, okay, I am starting to fall in multiple areas, but then when do I really come to terms that when do I, and then when do I tell the women? And because you know, they all talk and you know that if you tell one first, then that might end up causing someone else to shut off. And, the thing is, is that person that sh that might shut off might end up being your person. You, so it's kind of a really hard situation to navigate because you almost want to come out with it all at the same time so that it doesn't close somebody else off when they realize they haven't had it said to them. Wow. Okay. A lot of information there, Clayton. So the thing yeah. that happened with Sarah, did that influence this decision at all? The way that the women were like, we thought she was so sure um, in the past episode, we thought she was so sure. And then you saw how all the your essentially your top four all felt about this situation. Did that influence this thought process? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah's whole situation, which, again, I'm still after all this time, really wondering what her true um, you know, motivation was behind all of it. But uh, from what how I took it, when the women came and told me that she had been telling them lies about how I was you know, crying with her uh, and, and sharing all these deep, these, these emotions and saying that, you know, a week one or two, she was going to make it all the way to hometowns. I already had my mind made up. Uh, you know, these were things that, yeah, I got back to the women and then they all, I almost all of them said, Hey, I, I thought about leaving after I heard that information, because if you're so sure with her at that point, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's kind of rattled everything. And for me also with Sarah, what, what frustrated me was, I thought that we had this really strong, genuine connection, but it seemed like she was playing this game to get the other women out of the house. And so, yeah, when she left, I wondered if she's playing this game and she's this far into it and I didn't even catch that. I thought she was being genuine. Then could other women still be strategically playing some kind of game uh, moving forward to position themselves in a better spot for whatever it might be, potential opportunities down the road, uh, you know, or whatever that might come of that. So, yeah, Sarah's whole situation started to get me thinking a lot about, okay, who's mm. actually here for me? And beyond that, uh, as well as, is, yeah, I need to also be able to let these women know where I stand because they most of them were about to pack their bags and head home just based off of what they heard about what Sarah was telling them. 
Yeah. That was a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. You ever, you ever, wow. um, have you ever been at, you know, standing at a bar with, with a few friends and, and somebody brings over another shot of tequila and you're like, I've, I've had too many shots of tequila, but fuck it and take the shot. Yes. All because the time. I, yes. I, okay. Yes. So I, I think, I think, you know, sometimes it's not bad to just be like, fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this where, is, where are you going with this, Joe? This is my advice. Oh, okay. Do we need to go get shots right he's now? Telling me, listen, he's telling me to go listen. drown myself self out with shots. He's like, dude, you need a couple few shots. No, that, no, take. that's not what what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is I know and we you kind of like laughed like how I have done overall, and you've received um a lot of criticism. You really have. And some of it some of it's been accurate. But a lot of it, people don't know what it's like to be in your position. Um and it's very easy to point the finger. Um, and we've all been in this world. It's easy to get caught up in the comments, in the bullshit. And I could just, you know, I know that you're somebody, at least from meeting you once and what I could see on TV is you're somebody that is very hard on yourself and you do, um, strive to be a good person. And I could see a lot of it really getting to you. Who has been, has there been anybody that you've been able to lean on and really just be there, you know, for your emotional support? Yeah, well, for one, I, I live with my brother currently, so he's been uh, just great to have around. We watch the episodes together. Uh, he nice. keeps it pretty. He keeps it pretty lighthearted. He makes fun of me, says I have no game, and just loves to bash <laughs> everything about me. So, but that's that's our dynamic. So he's been great to have around. Uh, my mom uh, and my dad, they both check in. In fact, both of my brothers do as well. My other brother that's in Portland, they all check in at least once a week. Uh, and then I've had really great conversations with previous bachelor bachelorettes that uh, have really put it in perspective that, hey, a lot of what you're feeling, a lot of this hate uh, that you see online is temporary uh, and you know, it, it can change. It can change very quickly. So uh, after having those conversations, I realized that, yeah, I was um, and, and to your point, Joe, yeah, there's certain things that I've done that, yeah, I expect to f- face criticism and rightfully so. Uh, definitely, I did not do things perfectly. Uh, my biggest thing, again, that I look back on is I just wish people would just wait until the full story is out before they start making casting their judgments. But again, today's day and age, everybody likes to jump and, and push their push their uh, opinion out as quick as they can, just because that's you know with technology and Twitter and all these different avenues, we're able to get out our opinions as quick as, quick as possible. And there's a lot, there's a lot of opinions and there's some validity, validity to them. But uh, yeah, I, I always lean on my friends and family that I have close to me that have helped me through it. Yeah, and and that's the thing with the TV show, and I think that's something that um, watching the shows back that I've been on is giving me a lot of anxiety because it's like they're seeing this in what is real time to them, but definitely months ago to me. But I think that can maybe offer you some um, comfort as well because what we're watching, like right now, what the viewers are seeing, you you're in hometowns like you're in someone's hometown right now this wall you're in someone's hometown you know what i mean and so they really don't know and i think that that could also offer comfort because they don't know everything that's going to happen so it's like at least for me and uh, other friends and even joe has said that it's like these people don't know you and they only know what they've seen in that hour, hour and a half. And I think that that's a little comforting because you know how complex humans we are. And even coming on these podcasts and sharing the, these different types of perspectives, it sounds like you were in your head a lot with a lot of the things that were going on. Yeah. Um, and so, 
being reactionary towards, okay, well, if this is happening this way, then I have to pivot and do this. So it's hard to just, you know, say how you feel or, or, or be how you are. And I think that's what's so interesting about The Bachelor versus The Bachelorette, because just overall, in general, and I'm generalizing, men have a harder time expressing their feelings than women do. So um, when we get to this, these final episodes, that's when it's so... Um, that's something so I guess eye-opening to who the person is really not all these other episodes where it's like the drama and navigating drama who knows how to navigate drama Clayton (laughs) like no one you know what I mean yeah Yeah. with with hometowns is there anything that you would have changed um that you wish you would have done differently or that we didn't see that the viewers didn't see and there was a great moment that you know didn't happen um that was that wasn't aired Uh, no, you know, I, I actually really do. I, I enjoyed the episode uh, last night. I thought they did a great job of capturing all the main points. And so before, yeah, I don't really have anything to, to say that I wish they would have shown that they didn't, uh, is for the two hour t- you know, time frame that they had. I think that they, uh, put all the, the important pieces in. So, uh, and I, I, again, from my perspective or my standpoint, I felt that I was able to say everything that I needed to with each of the women and their families, uh, and truthfully, walking out of hometowns didn't really change my opinion from going into them per se. I think it just solidified the way I felt. But I was looking to see if maybe somebody might really jump off the screen or, or in that moment, I might end up developing a stronger connection with any of the, each of those women. And I did. I continued to build and get a strong connection with all four of them. But it was all kind of equivalent. And I was looking to see if maybe I would experienced some wider gaps in between connections. And in fact, it just didn't, it was the opposite. Hmm. All right. Well, we have the women tell all that's already been filmed. Mm -hmm. Um, How, how was your mental state going into that? Like, were you nervous, excited? Were you like, all right, I'm going to have a lot of angry exes right now coming at me. Like (laughs) I'm going to battle with them. Like, how was that? Yeah, I, I was excited uh, at first. And because, again, it was one of those experiences where it felt so surreal. I walked out, I saw the women and I remember right before I walked out, I was sitting in the in my my little room and I remember talking to some producers and saying, this is crazy. I was I'm back to my normal life, per se, right now on the outside, but I'm about to jump back into it with these women. And it's going to pull back all of these uh, feelings and these emotions. And 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 that's exactly what happened. I, I walk out, I'm smiling. And uh, yeah, and then I realized that, uh, oh, hey, you're not, you weren't Superman all the way through this. You definitely had uh, made a few mistakes and there's going to be plenty of uh, me. Yeah, it was a lot. I was surprised at the amount of backlash I received. I expected it to maybe be a little bit more subtle. Maybe the women would say, hey, listen, I don't think you meant to do this. And they were, I, I, I guess maybe personally, because for me, I tend to give people second chances as long as they're, um, as long as they're apologetic, uh, I like to see the good in people. And I, I kind of felt that, well, I'm hoping I go in this and these women will do the same for me. And I mean, you all will see it, but I truthfully felt like it was, I went in front of a firing squad and just got absolutely just wrecked. And I, I understand there's frustrations, but I, uh, yeah, it was, I, I guess I maybe, uh, was hoping for a little bit more grace. I think that in your case, definitely everyone needs to give you grace because being on the other side and being one of those women that were probably was spitting at Peter during my season at the Women's Tell All, I'm going to give you grace because they don't Peter know you. It. 
<laughs> Peter Cotton, mm. but these women don't really know you. Like even sitting in front of you today, I'm like, wow, like you're such a different human that I get to get when I'm watching, you know, you on screen. And a lot of these women, yes, they spend time with you, but not as much time with you as others. And some of them get sent home and have additional things that they want to say. And this is the only time for them to say it. But it's like overall, like you seem like an amazing human. You're well-spoken. Like obviously Thank none you. of the things that you did were intentional. So like, I'm going to be like, give this man grace because the man sitting in front of us, you know, is you, they don't know you necessarily so well because they don't get to spend every day with you now, you know, with the women that are in your life. But, you know, I would have told, told them. I would have told him, talk your shit while I was sipping champagne, just staring at him, dressed up, so, looking all nice. Well, that's what you listen, that's do. all cute and all decent, <laughs> but I'm going to say this. I'll say this. Another thing is a lot of these women come on these shows are so beautiful. They're so used to getting so much attention. Right. So just like it's kind of like, you know, a mind fuck for you coming in and having to navigate all these relationships, which you've never had to do. It's, it's You know, you've been on The Bachelorette. It's the same thing. It's like these women are so used to getting so much attention and all these things. And to see you maybe giving more attention to someone else. I mean, like, it, it really makes your brain go, wait, what? Wait, Oh, what? I'm not pretty. What? And you're like, no, it's not that it's not that it's, it's that I'm just more connected to this person or that person or whatever. And it's something, you know, and that's why this show, it's such a big learning experience for the bachelor, for the, the bachelorettes for the people who go on the show and um and put their heart out there and be vulnerable and all the things so with the women tell all coming up can you describe it in one word give us one word that we can look forward to <laughs> chaos madness. Uh, i can only speak on my portion of it and mm-hmm. uh, i think i think chaotic's a good way to put it uh yeah 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 i just that that to me it kind of sums it up in a nutshell. And I think to to Natasha, to your point, um, there's definitely a competitive nature to this show as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do, I truly think a lot of the women, um, not everyone, everyone's different. And, and you know, I don't know every case, but I would say a lot of the women, you know, feel like they lost. And they may come at you as like you're whatever you broke their heart or you did this wrong or that wrong. But at the end of the day, it's just because like, yeah, they they thought that they were going to be there at the end and they weren't. And it was like, well, it's not it's not because of me. It's because of this asshole. Um, right. And I don't necessarily think that's, you know, I think that's what goes on. And not feeling like you had enough time with someone or, you yeah. know, and if he if only he really got to know me, then. Right. But that's yeah. not necessarily the that's not necessarily the case because it's like you could have spent the exact same amount of time with every single person. You still only pick one person, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, no, I think those are both uh, you know, great um, kind of thought processes. And and for me, yeah, some of these women that went home early on, maybe if I was out at a bar in the real world, uh, we could have established something genuine. But in this environment, you have so much again competition, if we want to call it that, in that moment that. Again, it's it's nothing against that person. If somebody goes home night one, that doesn't mean that they're not worthy of of any again of of not being good enough for that individual. It's just everyone has a type. Everyone likes what they like, and certain people pop out and others don't. I mean, there's there was no talent. Uh, you know, when I was on Michelle's side, I think she could have sent me home night one. Does that mean? And then I'd have a completely different trajectory. So to to me, it's that has nothing to do about the individual. That's just more about the person that's in that role. I.e., the bachelor or bachelor. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a lot of 
things going on around them, a lot of different personalities, and some pop more than others uh, at first. And again, I think you're at uh, Joe. Yeah, I think that's that's the way I see it too. Is some of these women get really upset and they're like, "Well, screw this guy." But the reality is, is like again, it's nothing against you. It shouldn't be anything against me. It's just we didn't have a connection, but that doesn't take away from how incredible you might be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and we do it too. Like I've done it. I've done it when I was younger and single at bars. And if a, uh, a girl turned me down, I'd be like, ah, oh, she's the worst, you know, and I blame yeah. her, but, but reality, it's just, yeah, it's just because I, you know, I felt, I feel like I lost and, and, and my ego's bruised. So I think, you know, and that, and that happens, that literally happens. I, I think about it. I'll never forget out in the, in the, in the real world. I remember there was one time I went to talk to this girl at a bar. She just completely blew me off. Next thing you know, I see her later with a guy who, you know, he's, he was, just completely different body type, different like look. And you just realized you're like, you don't, your first thought is to be like, oh, she's into that type of kind of person. But you realize like, yeah, she's into that kind of person and that's okay. You don't have to, you're not everyone's cup of tea. You don't have to be. And I certainly wasn't. I had two or three women go home night one because I, I mean, whatever the reason was, it might've just come down to the fact that like, eh, I'm not really into them. And mm-hmm. that's fine. It doesn't take away from who I am. It's just they don't see, feel that connection. So so be it. Uh, and but that is yeah. The ego sometimes gets in the way, and I think starts to want to place blame elsewhere. When it's just like, hey, don't let that get into your head. If you're not that person's person, you're not that. It's that's that simple. So Clayton, I have a series of questions that might lead to a messy one really quick. All right. So paradise. These women. We had women tell all. Paradise is coming up. Is there anyone you're particularly excited to see in paradise of the ladies that you are no longer with? That is question one. Uh, at this point, I'm trying to think. Yeah, just make sure I don't accidentally slip and say somebody else. Uh, <laughs> I I think so highly of Serene and Teddy. Uh, those were two connections that, again, I almost, well, Teddy almost at one point, I thought she might go to a hometown uh, and so, but both of them together, uh, I think they're going to be uh, inc- incredibly sought after uh, as they go there. In fact, I know they will be because I keep in touch with these guys and uh, those two are going to have their hands full. So I think they're both incredible women and they're going to have, uh, yeah, they're going to be hopefully in, in over the head, but in the best possible way, because they're going to have a lot of guys that are going to be interested in talking to them. Okay. So you, you led my second question. Who are your besties now from your season? Remind us, please. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I talked to Brandon the most, uh, but I also talked to uh, Rodney. Uh, in fact, I just saw him relatively recently. Uh, and I keep in touch with, uh, well, I mean, he's technically, he's now, I was going to say Nate, but Nate obviously is Michelle. But, um, right. but, but really those two guys, I keep in touch with kind of all of them. and I, They'll reach out, Ola reaches out from time to time. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's, there's a lot of, and uh, as I've talked to them, even some of these guys, I've just reached out once and said, Hey, how's so-and-so, uh, those, yeah. those, so those two Serene and Teddy are, are typically in the conversation most times. Okay. If, so that was, it, that was, that, oh, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say that you, was my last question. Okay. So if you're, uh, if you're single at the end of this, would you go on paradise? Oh God. <laughs> Nah, fuck. I'm fucking with you. Don't even answer that question. All I right. Can't. So no, no. So are you playing matchmaker? That was my last question. Are you 
playing matchmaker a little bit for Paradise, telling your boys about the girls and the this and the that. Are you doing that a little bit? Kevin? I want. I definitely have wanted to start putting some bugs in people's ears and say, "Hey, so and so." But then I that kind of got out, and I was told Clayton, "You need, you need to chill out. That's not your uh, job to do that." So okay. uh, I've, I've, I've stepped back. I've you yeah. Step I, back. I'm not trying to get in trouble. I've got plenty of people already on my on my case for other things. <laughs> Um, well, but that's fun. That's fun, though. Fun. Let's talk about um, the finale real quick before we let you leave. But there is a lot of hype online about this being um, the craziest finale. And as a viewer of the show, they that's something that's always said. Yeah. Do you feel like yours is the craziest? Well, you have to understand that I have probably only watched four or five episodes prior to this. So, yeah. Uh, I can't really say I've seen bits and pieces of other seasons now after the fact. Uh, so, but I really, as far as comparing mine versus somebody else's, uh, what I will say is that I guess, yeah, they added an extra episode in, uh, because oh. or, two ep- or two episodes maybe because oh. they couldn't fit all of what happened in, into the regular, regularly scheduled episodes. Uh, yeah, it's oh. a two night, two night finale. Uh, so with that, I guess it just depends on what you think is dramatic yeah, and whether or not it's par for the <laughs> course or there's a lot. I'll put that there. There's so much that they had to add in an episode or two extra as far as if it's dramatic enough or the most dramatic, that's going to be up to everyone else to decide. No, Clayton, I like you. I like this. I, I like this. Do not do not do this to us. Don't do this to us. Next week, we'll be like, oh, hell, y'all. <laughs> No, well, I listen again. I We're just, very honest on clickbait. Yeah. Okay. No, and I like that. Again, I've, I've had, uh, people have come to me with constructive criticism and they told me, Hey, you screwed up. And, uh, I, I respond pretty well to that. That's what I'm used to. That's what my dad, as people will see, uh, my, my dad's very much just tells it like it is. Uh, and that's really what I respond to best. So uh, mm-hmm. I expect more of that going forward. I expect people to scratch their heads. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, I did again. I keep saying this. I know people are like, oh, is he? No, this is the truth. I did follow my heart. I did what I thought was best, and because mm-hmm. of that, I don't have any regrets. Ultimately, because in those moments, I followed my heart, so I can't. So you don't have any regrets. That is great. No, no. You have said um, you have said online that at times you regret it being the Bachelor. Do you still feel that way? No. Okay. Cool. No, I'm in a lot better headspace than I was a few weeks ago when I was really getting just overcome by the amount of criticism. But at this point, it's just the same stuff every day. And I, 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 I realize again, those individuals making those comments do not know me personally. Mm-hmm. Everyone that knows me personally understands that, Hey, you might've screwed up here and there, but your heart was in the right spot. So. Hey, listen, it's almost over. You got it's a few more weeks over. and then you Just are, and you are in the clear and, and you, smooth can, sailing. you can chill <laughs> and you're going to look back. I'm telling you, you're going to look back at this in a year from now and be like, you know what? That was pretty fucking cool. Um, what I'll, advice would you give? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go. I was going to say, what advice would you give um, to the next guy that's going to take this role? Ooh, man, I, I got a whole journal full of uh, pieces of advice. I've, I, uh, I think I wrote down 15 or 16 things, but I would say the biggest one is what I just kind of harped on, which is, uh, you know, follow your heart through. I know it's again, people want specifics, but it's like, that's what you have to do. What following your heart looks different than what it does for me, but there's going to be so much happening throughout the course of the entire journey that at the end of it, you're not going to be happy with everything that that was, that occurred. But if you do make those decisions and you say, okay, hey, here, here's what's best for me, 
then even though you might not be happy with some of the decisions that were made or things that happened, you can still say, well, I did this, you know, to the best of my ability. I did follow my heart. Therefore, I can't have any regrets. And that's where I would tell people you have to, the future bachelor or bachelorette, you have to follow your heart because if you start regretting it, one thing, and, and, and you said, I swayed off the path, you're going to go down this nasty uh, pathway of just having more and more regrets pile on and it's going to end up not being an authentic experience. Yes. Yes. And I, and I, and I'm going to say this to you as it sounds like the next couple of weeks going to be kind of hard for you, Clayton. Um, it takes just as much energy to engage as it, it it takes just as much energy not to engage, if that makes sense. So you choose where you put your energy, you know, I think I will probably take so much of a, somewhat of a hiatus the next few weeks on social media. I, I will be probably still posting a little bit, but not, not nearly as much nor reading because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of what's coming up and it'll probably do me, do me best if I, uh, just take a step back for, for a couple of weeks. Mm. Remember that attitude, the shot of tequila. Fuck it. I'll do another shot. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, all right, Clayton. I, we I know we got to have tequila now with you, Clayton. <laughs> we know we got to let you go, but um, we yeah. really appreciate you coming on. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best and can't wait to watch the rest of your time on the show. Right, well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, it was great talking to you all. Thank you. Right, see you later. later. There you go. That was your bachelor. He looks uh, looks a little shaken, but um, I like Clayton. I'm scared. I, I don't know what's we'll going to happen at the him. end. I'm scared, y'all. I really am. Do you think, all right, before we end this podcast, do you think he's with somebody, yes or no? I'm saying no based on the way that he he was looking today. He didn't look too happy. Okay. Ms. Hasha? Uh, yeah, yes. I so that, was, so. That, was, that was a weak yes. But no, yeah, I, just, I, mean, I hope so. That? Can I say I hope so? I hope yeah. so. Yeah. I hope so. I'm going to say so. yes. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm say yes. Mm-hmm. Even though he he almost took my paradise question pretty literally. So <laughs> I was like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't, like, don't, well. don't go on paradise. You do, don't do that to yourself right now. Yeah. Oh, boy. Fight. Yeah. All right. Mm. <laughs> well, we thank you, listeners. Prayers, boo. I agree. So <laughs> thank you, listeners, and thank you to Clayton. We are always casting for the upcoming seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. So head to bachelornation.com slash apply to nominate yourself or someone else. Yes. And as always, make sure to subscribe and submit all your questions. We want to know what clickbait you want to hear next week. Next week, I can't speak. Follow us uh, at clickbaitbn on Instagram. All our links to all our social medias are on that account. Check us out. We love you guys. Thanks again for coming. And share your stories with us. We want to know what clickbait you guys are looking at. Clickbait is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. You can listen ad-free by downloading the Wondery app or subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. We will see you guys next week.